0: Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M's Real Football Show. Oh, what a goal! The biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball.
1: Terrific run Super
0: finish with Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm 52 and I'm not grown up or mature.
2: (laughs) And Scottish football superstar,
0: Albie Kidd.
3: The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, good morning everybody and welcome to the Real Footy Show. For the next two hours, whatever you do, don't you dare leave us. We'll cover all the aspects of the real footy world. And uh, it's been disappointing last night with Newcastle knocking us off 2-1 Adelaide United. welcome. Uh, the superstars of the program this morning. Geez, they're smiling. I don't know why you're smiling, boys. First of all, for the Adelaide advertiser, Val Migliaccio. M- i smiling Val.
2: because I love it when you say real footy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're well, smiling. Well, I've been it.
3: rehearsing it for the last six weeks. <laughs> and this I'll, is the real footy, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> it really is. And, of course, it's nice to have back Val, a man who's been... Snorkeling and diving with the mermaids in, in, in the Maldives, <laughs> would you believe? The Maldives. Where in the hell are the Maldives? The former Scottish superstar, Albie Kidd. Welcome back, Albie. Great to see you, large KG.
4: Fantastic.
3: And <laughs> uh, really, I, I wish I'd stayed away
4: watching the game last night, but cheese. That's another story.
3: Uh, hey, how's the suntan at the Maldives? All right? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> You're
0: yeah, the only Scottish person with the suntan in Adelaide.
4: I know. I was the only Scottish person <laughs> in
0: the Maldives, I think. <laughs> and also, Alex, a bell after the program. morning, Alex. Hi. Good,
1: thanks,
3: mate. Now, boys, we're going to to look at what happened last night. Adelaide United going down 2-1 to Newcastle. We're still at the bottom of the table, which is not where we want to be after, what, round 11, so to speak. Newcastle will jump into the top six. So we'll have a look at what happened last night. Gee with lots of things to talk about. We'll also uh, talk to uh, Adelaide United player Ben Garishio. Did I get it right, Alex? You did well. Unbelievable stuff. So we'll talk to Ben about what happened last night. So don't you dare leave us. And we'll talk to Mark Ruden also from Fox Sports. So it's a big program. But coming up, I don't want you boys to soft paddle. I want you to tell me and our
0: listeners what's happening with Adelaide United. Well done, KG. This is The Real Football Show. We do it for CMI Toyota. South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, Triple M. 104.7 Triple M for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This is The Real Football Show with KG, Val and Albie is back from the meltdown
3: <laughs> Good on you, Alex. Yes, it is The Real Footy Show for the next two hours. We've got a big program coming your way, so whatever you do, don't leave us. Sadly, last night, Adelaide United went down again 2-1 to Newcastle. Let's relive some of the highlights.
1: And now they've been opened up again here. Great ball, Klutsch, Galenkovich backs off <coughs> across to Naboo to finish he does the Jets inform winger puts Newcastle in front Adelaide United opened up again big time hands one around to Enrique who's onside he goes to ground just outside the area the foul you say yes he's going to take it goes for goal and Duncan can only succeed in punching it into his own net and they are level the Reds Out of nothing, really. It's a goalkeeping howler from Jack Duncan. Andrew Hall in loads of space. Times his run. Stays onside. Here is your moment, Andrew Hall. And he strikes the upright. Could have won all three points for the Jets right then and there. Good use of the body. And here they go one more time. End-to-end stuff to try and avoid the draw and get all three. North Strand flag stays down. No! The Newcastle Jets, right at the death, back-to-back wins for them, and the champions are crestfallen. A rather listless performance from them, You must have the alarm bells ringing in Adelaide. Well, I certainly have the alarm
3: bells ringing, as I get the thoughts of Albie Kidd and, uh, and Val, Stoppage time. What, what happened in, in, in stoppage time, Abby? That was the disappointing part of the game. We should have come away with a, with a one or draw, but what happened? KG, the, the point here is that you,
4: know, you can speak about shape, you can speak about tactics, but when you've got... To me, there seems to be a lack of passion in the team. That's the first thing. Well, okay. Lack of passion? Lack of passion. I think there's a... you know Looking at body language there, they don't have a Murray Simon in their team or whatever, and they need passion, they need hunger to win the game. Okay. Well, well, whose responsibility is that to, to have the, get the passion back into the side? Well, it's got to be the coaching staff, the gaffer, whoever. Yep, in that club, that's got there's something uh, wrong at the club. There, they need to um, change their ways. But to, to specifically answer your question, yep, you know, at the end of the the, the game, there in extra time, they lose, they lose the goal. They could have lost three goals in that particular yep. time. Yep. and what they should have done there, KJ, was to close up shop and take a point. A point away from home, and anybody's language, anybody, any country in the world, is a good result. Mm.
3: Val, what's your thoughts on that
2: uh, that, that stoppage time? I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing last night. Yeah, well, stoppage time was pretty bad. It was almost like a training drill. Like, the, you know, you give the ball to the attackers and they take on the defenders, and yep. then the third time, lucky they scored. It was offside, by the way, Albie. It was. Uh, we, 100%. Uh, another, another very poor call. Where did they get that wrong, for goodness sake? Well, I think. It was, th- it was plain. I think the officials this season have been. Appalling. Gosh. There's no denying it, and and as much as we say, you know, give them a give them a break and whatever, but the clear major decisions, and you can't get them wrong. They have. But anyway, that's beside the point. The uh, Larocca hit the post, and so did Sergio Sirio in the first yeah. half. It could have been different if that happened. I think you're right, Albie, with the lack of passion. Um, what I'd like to see, what I think is is clearly wrong, is. I think Adelaide have got 13 very good players, but the second tier is too far away from the 13 very good players. Lack of pressure is causing the body language. They're going through the motions, and I can't believe it as well because most of these players are coming off contracts, so they're playing for their Their careers, and you're thinking, well, guys, playing like this, you're not going to go anywhere. You
4: touched on that uh, depth of squad That's what you're, you're meaning there And I agree 100% with you Val You know the depth of squad there We've mentioned that many many weeks They've not got a good depth They get a few injuries to key players Like Henrique dropped out for a few weeks They're in a problem area And I really think they need to go into damage control You know we're, we're in week 11 there And we've got 27 games there So let's not press the self-destruct button As yet So it's but not over that- yet no, it's not KG. I think they could maybe bounce back. But they've got to go into damage control. They've got to get systems in place. Players playing for a contract. Yep. Players playing for the club. And players
3: playing for South Australia. Gee, Syrio, not having him uh, since round two. Watching him last night. He was impressive last night. And... Had we had him for all those games, it could have been a different story. He was, he was impressive last oh, week. Oh,
2: absolutely. I mean, he, he, that's ran hurt us. Out, he ran out of gas towards the end he, of the match. Yep, he did, and, yeah. And, and then, obviously, you know, his AES missing last week. That's, that's, I think, the main problem why they got smashed
4: 4-0. But let me speak about one fundamental thing, okay? We all watched the game last night. The last yep. three minutes was diabolical in my mm. from yep. a f- football perspective. You look at their back four, Val, they're square. They've switched off for the last three minutes
3: and it's cost them dearly. Well, tell me, how does that happen in such a critical situation? How do you switch off? Surely, if you can see it, Albie, surely the the coaching staff can see it. Surely. KG, all the teams are playing, they've had about four or five leaders
4: on the park. I can't see any leadership there. And I, and I say that, you know, not to the detriment Adelaide, but there's not many leaders.
2: I think there's one. Is at least one. Is well, it is. Is yes, week in, week out will give you 150%. Definitely. And he's a guy that they should re-sign now and try to start rebuilding. Build the team around him. Build the team around him. But last year, you're right, Albie, because we saw last year passion from Eugene Gilakovic. Yep. Very quiet this year. Larocco was the same. He's quieting down. McGowan was always vocal. Yep. He's quietened down since round two, by the way, because I thought he was quite passionate in round two. James
4: Holland as well. We're looking for a lot more from James Holland. You know, he's playing within himself, in my opinion. You know, he's, he's got a lot, of, a lot of scores on the board. He's got a yep. lot of experience. And he should be excelling in the last 15 minutes of the game, making sure that the younger brigade uh, know exactly how to grind out a
3: result. Gee, you, 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 you would think that the passion should be there when, when, when so many players are coming out of, out of contact. You, you would think they'd be, they'd be playing for their life, for goodness sake. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm just wondering if they think, you know, we've won the double. That's as good as it gets. Let's have a bit of a break now and wait for Champions League.
3: What a premiership hangover. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, the looks of Ellie, it.
3: Albie, would you agree with that? I'm not sure, Ken. I'm not sure.
4: What, again, I want to make a point here about when I look at Newcastle, yep. they're more hungry than our boys. And but, it's not its not a good trait, you know, if you're not hungry to win a game away from home. You know, let's be honest about it, lads, here. Newcastle are not a good side. They're poo-poo. They're, they're
3: very well, poor. Well, what does that say about United? If they're not a good side, they've won the last two and they've knocked us off. What does it say about United? We're worse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. New, Newcastle, Newcastle and, won't trouble any and let's be honest about it
1: as
3: well. <laughs> we, we got back into the game yep,
4: with a did. very, very dodgy goal. With oh, a a huge error yeah, from the goalkeeper.
3: He, yep. B- Huge error, but you would have thought from that point on, come to stoppage time, you'd put the put the brakes on and say, "We'll we'll we'll be happy with the
2: point here, absolutely." But it didn't happen. But because there's no relegation, they've got plenty of time to sort it out and get it right. Look, we could sit here, we
4: could sit here and slate them for a while. It was a bad game for the United, yep. uh, Adley United's point of view. They should have been a lot smarter, a lot, you know. The smart should have come out last night in the last three minutes there to say, look, shut up, shop. Let's take a point here and and move on to the next game next week. Now they've got to go through a training next week where negative against Thoughts, the team.
2: Yep, yeah, exactly. It might not be. Passion. What? That's what you're saying, Arby. But the transfer is coming up. Obviously, uh, A-League clubs haven't got a lot of room to move because of the salary cap. What do you think they should do?
4: They've got to buy somebody. There's, there's no, They've got to change the dynamics of the team. The middle of the ground, middle of the park, as we mentioned, we're, we're playing players in the, the sixth position. We need a, a good eight. We need a, a better ten, in my opinion. Guardiola was, was pretty... Struggled yeah, a bit last game. night. What sort of players do we need, are We need people like a, a Manny Simon, in my opinion. Yep. You probably, I don't know, well, you'd be better qualified to, to make this comment, but you might be in a position, to get somebody like Marty Simon. But Manny Simon, you see the passion that our boys got. I'm not saying that he's the uh, the best player in the league, but he's he's dangerous, he's he's passionate, he gets in, in about people and he'll score goals. Mm,
2: interesting. Watch his space. I think there's going to be some movement.
3: Oh, okay. Look, we'll, we'll take and a break. And he's and he's in, got some insane information here. I think that
2: you'd never thought would be possible to replace.
3: Okay, we'll, we'll come and back. I, and, and I want to ask you, Vow, and you, Albie, the situation uh, surrounding our coach Moore. Will he stay, or is he going to go? Back with more in a
0: moment. And it doesn't get any easier for United either. Their Asian Champions League draw does not Shocker. look good. We'll discuss that as well. For CMI Toyota, this is the real football show on Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. It is the real football show. We do it every Saturday morning between 7 and 9 and talk all things the round ball game. We're doing it for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This morning, it's Scottish superstar Albie <laughs> Kidd, <laughs> advertising superstar Val, and all-round superstar KJ. No, no,
3: not really. I, I can't <laughs> believe that uh, Albie's been snorkeling the Maldives. Yeah. Val, can you? Look, I look, can. look, Look at the suntan. <laughs> it looks... It looks it looks unbelievable. it's a superstar.
2: You've been, <laughs> been written in a couple of books, haven't you, I'll be Over that. Um... That goal that you scored that allowed Celtic to win yeah, the championship. Yeah,
4: there's a couple of books out going there. on and on. <laughs> really? I'm I'm not sure, if it's good Google reading. But never mind.
2: and Celtic, and bang, everything comes up. Yeah, your heart fans are a massive fan of yours, aren't
4: they? Oh, they love me. <laughs> uh, no, that's a that's a long story, lads. But uh, I'm not very well liked by the Hearts fans for a
3: couple of reasons. We love you. Now, c- Thanks, can, can you guys be, be honest here? There's been a lot of conjecture about what. More our coach may do, whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to go. You made the point there's a lack of passion with the United at the moment. Could that be the reason that from the players that they don't know whether a Moore's going to coach him next year or not? Should he make a call now? And, and, and in fairness to the club, let them know where they stand. Obviously, the club want him. Should he make a call now, Albie? Yeah, I think they, sh- they
4: should. I think they should put him under a bit of pressure to, to commit to the club. There's a lot of games left, Ken, and they want to know where they're going. They're, they're yep. going to have to look at uh, player recruitment because they are short. Uh, the squad, as we mentioned earlier on in the programme, it's, uh, the depth is pretty poor, and it's not a level playing field either. So I think um, I just think that Adelaide have got to get their act together. And there's, there's time now. As we mentioned, uh, we're in week 11, 27 games to go, or yep. uh, well, 27 rounds, as we know. But um, the sad thing for me is that they're not playing well. Right, they're against a poor team l- last night, and they struggled. Yep. Um, they never created much either, so I think there's a they've got to change the dynamics in the there's club. Happy, how they do obviously that?
3: Obviously missing, isn't there?
4: Well, how they do that? Look, we've all been involved with strong coaches. Let me tell you, the coaches yep. I've been under in my life, yep. time had we lost that goal the way Adley lost the goal last night, there would have been a screaming match in the dressing room. But 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 Amore's not like that? He's not like that, he's a placid individual I'm not saying that um, it's good to go in there and scream in the dressing room I'm not saying that But there's time for that. But isn't there's it? time to get into yep. your players and, and just the body language of the players last night I think it's needing a, a big shake-up To get these guys thinking about Adelaide United Thinking about their contracts Thinking about their yep. livelihood yep. And getting a result for Adelaide United
3: Val, if you were Adelaide United, Greg Griffin that they obviously want a more to stay on. What would you would you be giving him an ultimatum, uh, t- t- saying we want an answer one way or the other now?
2: I think the ultimatum lies in the dollars. I mean, is, is he you, a dollar man? You give him, no, he's not. But if you if you really up the ante and and give him a ridiculous amount of money, he's not going to say no. But in saying that, um, I spoke to him at the airport last Monday yep. after they got back from Brisbane. And we talked about his relationship with Pep Guardiola all off the record. I'm saying it on the record now. I shouldn't. But, no, come um, on. Be honest. No, but he's he's a guy that he can, whenever he wants to go, he can go. That's the sort of man that he is and the sort of respect he commands from his good mates at the City Football Group because there's not only Pep. There's Tigi. Uh, I think it's Tigi, the football director, who, who's an ex-player. But yeah, that's beside the point. He didn't want to talk about that at all. And I said... Are you going to resign? And what well, did he say to you? He said, the only thing I'm thinking about is the next game. Oh, with the cliché stuff. Next training session. <laughs> well, cliché. He, he said it in cliché off the record, too.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he couldn't get anything out of it. So, anyway, I spoke to Greg Griffin yesterday. And, and what did Griff say? Well, in the same boat. And you can't really put him under that pressure. I mean... He's the most successful coach Adelaide has ever had. He's won the double. Correct. He's helped them win the double. Correct. But that's history now. That's that's in the past. That's in the past. But ultimately, he wants to make the call when he's ready. He's not ready yet. And he also said that the way the team's travelling at the moment, I don't deserve an extension. And in a way, he might be right. Yeah, but isn't that a cop-out? In a way, he's right because he's brutally honest. A lot Mm. of other coaches would have said, no, give me the extension. I've won the championship and whatever. But... They have to wait now, but it, you're right, Abi. It's up to now somebody in the club to 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 stand up and make the call. And if Guladmo won't do it because he's not that type of guy, there's got to be a bad cop in the group, so to speak. Well, who's the bad cop? But they haven't got one <laughs> at the moment.
4: But they've got to make big decisions
2: here. I agree totally. You know, I'm I'm on
4: as you know, he's a he's a gentleman. He's got a track hit, a plain track history. It's second to none. You know he's 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 won the championship, but there's something wrong in Adelaide. Obviously, look you look at the league position there, and you look at uh, how the they're board. how they're performing. Yep. You look at the um, the you know the projections going forward, if you like, how they're going to be performing. They need to sign players, and they need a, a strong leader that's going to commit to the club. And if Amor's not that man, they should be in, looking in the background now. Who's going to be a second choice? Who's going to be a third choice? Correct. They should. I be think
2: lo- they're looking at that now. Anyway.
4: Well, they've got to because when you're saying you know he's got a chance to go into Manchester City. Well, there's only there's only comparison there, lads. Let's be honest about it. Adley United, Manchester City. Yeah.
3: Chalk
4: and, you know, and cheese. Chalk and cheese. And if he's got an offer to go to Manchester City, well, guess what?
2: <laughs> That's where he'll go. Well, he's not about that, um, and if he was about that, he would have gone at the end of last season, yeah. on, gone on a high because the uh, I think. Uh, um, and I hear it loud and clear, the offer was there. Come and join me at this new club. He he ended up in Munich watching Pep coach his last game with Bayern Munich, and, and they got together, and the offer was there. But he had a two-year contract. He wanted to see out his second so, year. So he's not, but that's he's not a, the type of know, guy he, to just to pick up and leave because he can. He He's actually very respectful. He's got a contract, and he'll see it out.
4: Look, I think he should stay. You know, there's people speaking speak about... It. You know, any other club in, in the world would be looking at sacking the coach at this stage. Oh, no, Correct, do right? You can't now, do that. No, you can't kind of do that. And but I think it was right. 100% any other club they would be looking at sack, replacing him. Like Eddie Merrick, OK? It, it, yeah. Now, more I think they should keep, keep him. I think they should say to the public, he's going to be here, he'll ruin or shine to the end of the year. Now, beyond that, internally, they should know exactly where they're going. Way more. No. If he's not going to sign f- for another contract, I agree. Let let the, the let club, that knowledge yep. come to light. Yep. But let's not, you know, air that that knowledge. But it needs to be kept in house.
2: I think the other way they could turn it around is announce a major signing because they can probably from next month, as soon as possible for next season. That's a, that's going to be a massive wake up call, and it's got to be like. It's got to be someone huge, like someone big, where players are going to respect and it's going to make other teams look up and players will start thinking about, oh, you know, this team might be okay. It doesn't matter who's in charge. I think they've got to start getting some names out there as well and going for a, a big name. This year was supposed to be the most expensive team Adelaide United ever had in history. I highly doubt it. Rini really Coolin had that. This team isn't that. And we were told okay. this on the record. Yep. I was told this on the record. Okay. This is the most expensive team. This is before they signed everybody. It's not, I mean, expensive. And in, in saying that, they're going to get a, a really big name player, which never arrived. Can I ask you both a question,
3: Albie? Will he stay or will he go? And more?
4: Well, you have that information that's coming like, through Val. You know, if there's a. An opportunity there He's a very honour, honourable individual he's a, he's, a, he's a professional Yes He's a very humble type individual He's played You know 350 games for Barcelona Or whatever So he's, he's got a good He's got great credentials there So he's probably honoured that contract And that's the type of person That you're dealing with Will he stay And will that's he? very very nice For him to do that Yeah by but, the way. but will he stay Or will he go I, I think song,
1: he'll
4: isn't go it? <laughs> you, you, you think he'll go I think he'll go if he's got an offer like that with Manchester, Manchester City, it will go there. Well. But, but, but 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 that said, Ken, <laughs> and I must say this: yeah. if the club is a hundred percent happy with him or more, right? Because I'm not I'm not really close to that in terms of the coaching. If he's the the bees knees yes. for Adelaide United, yes, great, keep him. If he's not, they've got to make decisions. Okay. Well, will he style? Will he go? He is go? the bees knees. How can you say that though? I'm looking, at a, I'm looking at a shape of a team last night that is in disarray. Mm. They're not playing in sync. They're all over the shop. They get caught in the last minute. There's, the fundamentals are not there, Val. So if he's a great coach,
2: right, it should be better. Well, six months ago, though, he was a beast name. Well, What's well, happened in six months?
4: players, players, the cattle that you've dealt with, you've Correct. got to deal with the cattle that you've dealt with. Yep. It's a different team from last year. We all know that. Exactly. But... And then the dynamics or the shape of the team or the tactics of the team have got to change. Oh, I like it, Albie. I like it, Albie. I like it. Val, stay
3: or go? Hello,
4: hello, I'd like hello. him to
2: stay. I'd like him to stay. No, well, no, no. no. That's not my question. Stay. He, I'd, I'd give this guy as long as he wants, to well, be well, quite yeah, honest. The
3: club will do that, but will he stay or will he go? He'll, he'll make I, I the call. Think, I think he will go. He'll go. Okay. I think. So, so you're both saying he's off. Well, Are they that's, can is? That's, a, that's a pleasant decision, boys. Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got it out that. of them in the end, KG. Well done. <laughs> it's the real football show. We talk everything the round ball game, including everything Adelaide United. We do it for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. Up next, it doesn't get any easier for Adelaide United. The Champions League in Asia is on its way. It's triple M. 104.7 Triple M with Lenny Kravitz. It's your Saturday morning. We're doing the real football show for CMI, Toyota, KG, Val, and Albie. What's wrong, Val? I like your timing. You knew Brilliant. that was coming, that boom. first song I ever learned on the drums. I know that thing off by heart. You're a drummer too. There you go. See, that's, that's a professional man, Val. <laughs>
3: You're
4: a talented man across there. Unbelievable.
3: Alex is a very, three. very talented man. <laughs> so i too. Look, a little later, guys, I, I heard something this week that absolutely disgusted me involving Timmy Carl. and I want, want your views oh. on it a little later. Absolutely disgraceful. Sydney Football Club, honestly, booing him. Absolutely pathetic. Are we going to talk <laughs> he, about that? He's the, the it greatest now? player, and to... and you, you got some idiots in the crowd booing him. I I find that.
2: Are we anyway, talking about it now? Bl-
3: No, no, no. Coming up, I'm I'm. I've got
2: an argument. What? I'll have an argument say <laughs> that one. What well, that's about? That's next. That's next. Come on, keep going.
3: Ooh. <laughs> Oh, the Champions League. Who have we drawn, Val? I'm cool down now.
2: We've drawn um, (laughs) a team. John Book Motors, obviously. This is Group H, so it's home and away, six matches, three matches here in Adelaide, three away. You get in the top two, you go to the knockout stage. Yep. John Book Motors from South Korea. Found guilty of match match fixing. So where do Um, they
3: stand with that now?
2: Well, they're in the competition at the moment, but um, and they've been found guilty of match fixing. Match fixing. Well, How can they back, stay in back the competition? From two thousand and thirteen. So, I've done a bit of investigation, investigation on it. I've, I've talked to also Scott McIntyre, who works for Fox Sports Asia and Four Four Two. So, the AFC. This is it's getting very complicated, and I've managed to get a FIFA spokesperson as well to talk to me about it, and now they're investigating it. Sure. But the AFC, at the time, they got done for match fixing back in September. Um, the rules were convoluted, the AFC rules, the statutes. It wasn't very clear. That's now being cleared up. It's now in black and white. You get caught match fixing or match manipulation, tampering. They bribe referees. That's what happened back in 2013. Oh, the following season, you're barred from all AFC competitions. Yep. The major AFC competition is the AFC Champions League, the Asian Champions League. John is still there. Now, FIFA are now getting involved, so they're now investigating through their DC committee. This is going to turn ugly, I think, and the rules actually state if a team drops out, it cannot be replaced. So it could end up being three teams in Group H. But again, that's something which I'll keep on going. But yeah, anyway,
4: Jumbook's the, uh, the holders, though, Are they the current champions? They're the
2: holders and they're, uh, they're major. Uh, they're owned by Hyundai. Match fixing. Fair deal. That's yeah, massive. That is it, massive. That's monster and apparently it's rife in Asia. How uh, oh, bad's that? Get, we need to get rid of it. Oh, obviously. And this is obviously. This team here is. The showcase for Asian football. They played at the FIFA Club World mm. Cup. They finished fifth. So they're at the biggest club tournament as well. And anyway. So who are the other teams? Jongsu from China. They've got Rumi uh, the Brazilian, on 20 million. And 20 million? Um, how about overnight? Oscar <laughs> signs for Shanghai SIPG for £400,000 a week, like close to Albi's salary. Exactly. <laughs> £400,000. Yeah, right. How? how he's the highest played. Player in the world right now, it's incredible. How can anybody compete? Is he worth that? Doesn't matter, but he's getting it. <laughs> but but getting but, getting but on the other side of the
3: ledger, how good is that? When 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 if these teams come to Australia, that our
2: soccer uh, fans can see these these Superstars. guys. And just going Superstars. back to Adelaide United, yeah, with so many players coming off contract and players getting four hundred thousand pounds a week, why yeah. would you be playing like a bag of I don't know, at the moment, when you're coming off contract, mm. when China's going to be paying maybe not £400,000 uh, dollars pounds a, a week. Pay a lot of money. But like they, they can earn $2 million a season, an Australian player or, or a foreign player from here. I think But anyway,
4: so... But now you've touched on a different issue because that's the management of the team, getting players on semi-long-term contracts yep. to maintain the continuity of the team going forward. Because if somebody offered me an extra 100000 pounds a year what to you go do? to China, I'd go to China. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. So, so therefore you've got to get them locked
2: up on contracts. And that's good management of, of the club. Correct. The other bad thing that's happened before we get into the other team that's supposed to be facing Adelaide is that how can you have all your foreigners coming off contract at the same time? That, that is, that's what's happening at Bad Adelaide. management. That's, that's horrendous. Oh, gee. And, and not only that, I think there's nine... Of your starting eleven, all coming off. It should be all started. Time. You so cannot be, be a left. Ma- it could be an exodus. Exactly. That's, and, a, that's and the word. That's, a, that's a, the opposite it'll of take, word. It'll take years to rebuild it. And, it. and you're right. I cannot understand why it happened. But anyway, I, I'll, I'll, we're I'll, off I'll, track again.
3: I'll, I'll be lucky to see if some of these players playing Adelaide or not. Of course. Beautiful. Of course, How yeah. good's that? Yeah.
2: So anyway, the third team is either Kawasaki Frontal or Gamba Osaka. They've got to play... In a, uh, the Emperor's Cup, yep. and the winner of, whoever represents Japan will meet the winner of Bangkok United and Johor, which is uh, Alistair uh, Edwards' team. And they're cashed up. They're a team which is coming through. I've heard they've got the best facilities in Malaysia. They're, they're a, a, a club which is funded by billionaire, a billionaire and on the way up. Pauline so,
4: Steelers, Val?
2: What are they in the great scheme of
4: things? They're, they're a big club that's won it on a lot occasionally. Yeah, They've no, won it they're, three they're times.
2: Not, in the, not in the reckoning. At
1: the okay,
4: moment. but, but look, there's a big prize at the end, Lance. Let's not forget about that three million dollars. $3 mm. a half for the the runners up, and even the semi final places uh, pick
3: up two two hundred grand apparently. How would how would you expect United to fare against some of those sides? So we'd be we'd be playing out of our league, no, out of our depth, no,
2: because if if the club is smart, you, you hit these teams early, uh, the john book and and obviously junks so they're they're out of season they're they're in pre season that's when you need the points early yep, and then you've got to batten down the hatches towards the uh april may when they're when they're well in season, yeah when they're a lot better and that's how they got through the the uh, knockout stages last time you hit the team get get the result and then batting down the hatches and, and get your point away from home and, and away you go.
4: And again, coming back to Adelaide United, they've had a good track history in that competition. They right? have, yeah. You know, when Viddy was in charge with Stubbins, uh, they'd done very, very well getting to the final, as we all know. Where is Stubbsy? He's overseas just now. He's in Hull.
3: Has he going to the Maldives yeah. too, Stubbies,
4: no, no, Stubbins? No, no, he's in the dives in Hull. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a remote, huh? I'm, I'm, it's going to be
0: a different tan yes, Exactly I'm in the wrong business I'm Unbelievable Alright boys stick around Because after this KGs Well it was It got fiery early in the last break So now you get the chance To talk about it Good I'll um, get it off
4: my chest It's disgrace. I reckon right, you're going to be Rolling about with Val In a second there, <laughs> KG
0: What are they talking about Well Tim Cahill getting booed We'll discuss that next It's the real football show For CMI Toyota Triple M Oh, it's a good lineup today. Albie Kidd is back from the Maldives. Val from the (laughs) Advertiser in his lovely pink shirt, and KG. Wait,
3: you you've got an obsession with pink shirts every every Saturday morning.
2: You know who likes pink? Who's that? One of your mates, Andrew Capel. Does he really? Oh, chief, one god. of the chief footy writers from the advert he absolutely adores pink.
3: Pink, oh god! He's always had a sensational wardrobe. <laughs> <voltage> Paul, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a this this guy. Actually, I'll Albie, tell it's not the colour of the shirt; it's the body of the shirt, <laughs> Albie. <isn't it?
2: laughs> oh, oh,
3: now, guys, on a serious note, I, I I cannot believe this happened during the week. Where Tim Cale, our greatest player ever, would that be a fair call or not?
2: Yes. Absolutely. Was booed. Yep.
3: I find that absolutely disgraceful. And this is what Tim had to say about that incident during the week.
2: No, I think, you know, booing is part of everything um, of a game. And Nonsense. it's actually a compliment to me. Wherever I've played, I've got great respect with the fans. So I always clap them afterwards. And I think the hardest thing for me, you know, against Sydney FC and sitting on the bench for that 80 minutes and 60 minutes of, of I was on the bench. And, you know, when your kids are sitting behind you and your nephew and your niece, I think it hit, hit me um, harder personally, uh, because it was verbal abuse direct. And, um, you know, I went in at half time and I texted my missus and I told her to go
4: home because I had a four-year-old and all that um, sitting in the crowd. And,
2: um, yeah, it just hit me personally um, quite hard because I sat there for a long time listening to it.
3: Now, I find that, honestly, Timmy Carl, speaking from the heart there, where he had to text his, his wife, at, at halftime,
4: decide- I find that amazing. Right, that point, right there, KG. What's that? You should right have there. a phone in the dressing room. <laughs> you know what? You should have the phone in the dressing room.
2: Well, serious? That's actually a serious offence. Serious oh, offence. No, no, if that was your, your, if, if that was his telephone that he was texting from, Sport Radar, who are the anti-betting uh, people, the guys actually looking for spikes in betting, they're going to be investigating. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, we, no, let's uh, be serious about well, this. I am being serious because you've got to hand your phone in before you get to the change room, and then you pick it up after. Yeah, no phones in the change room. So there was
0: a player in the in the NRL last season that was suspended and fined. But he's obviously texting.
3: gone to the authorities and said, look, I, I, I want to text Well, my, you'd my, hope my,
2: so, because otherwise he'd be getting well, investigated. Well, hopefully he would. it wasn't his phone.
3: Well, OK, but the issue here is when you've got the greatest player we, we've produced in this country having to text his, his, his wife at halftime to say, take the kids and family home because of the, of the verbal abuse that I'm getting from the idiots in the stands. I find that appalling. Yeah, me too, Ken. And you know, he's a superstar. Oh, he's,
4: he is. You know, you think about the games that he's scored goals and the World Cup and that. He is well thought of. He's here on a big salary. Let's be honest about it, lads. He's, he's on a $4 million salary. But Abby, he's earned that. He has. He has. But he's here to promote the game. He's here to play. And he's here to increase the crowds. That's us, what he's give here us for. A break, and he's, he's doing a good job. But I, I think it's wrong that, uh, that the no, no, come the on. The bill.
2: No. What? I, I, I really feel sorry that his kids had to hear it and his wife. But Well, well that's the issue. You're saying Albie, so he's playing for Sydney FC. So you got a player from, from, from Rangers going over to Celtic, or he's a no, big. D- you kind of compare it with. Well, well why not? <laughs> it's the same thing. No, no this no. is football. This is passion. No, so I think... football is nice football. I've, no, so I've, I no. not nice football. I think, and there was a good piece written about it that Australia we're we're maturing as a we can boo him if if he comes. i oh, hopefully he comes to Adelaide um, soon, and if he gets booed, what are you going to do, Ken? Well, well,
3: he plays for the other if, team. If, if I'm sitting in the stand he and plays, some some idiot in front of me, when, when Tim Cahill walks onto the pitch, boos him. I'd say, Nick, off you, idiot. Think what this man's done for the, for your country and my country, and you've got the audacity to boo him. Let's it's take, ridiculous. Let's
2: take it down a peg. How about Dangerfield?
3: Same thing. I don't agree with it.
2: No, I don't agree with it. It's, it's,
3: they're fans of a club. Oh, they're, 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 there's barracking and they're supporting, but that is ridiculous. And I'll, I'll never concede that point, Val. You know Dangerfield,
4: what? is he a 10 or an 8?
2: Well, I think he's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making a comparison with different... Football codes, but, but I, if you boo Tim Carroll in a Socceroos shirt, yes, like Lucas Neal, he, yeah. he he got done in a Socceroos shirt at the Sydney Football Stadium. But if you boo Tim Carroll because he plays for a team that you don't support... I'm okay with that. No, I'm not. Booing fine, but don't 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 get personal with him. But at, booing is fine. Well,
3: that's that's what, that's that's the point he's making. That's why he, he
2: texts his wife. Well, getting personal is bad. But well, that's but, the I same mean, thing. If, if one thing leads to him, another.
0: And he did come out and say, "I'm okay with being booed." He's yeah. had that his entire career everywhere he went. Yeah, but you're right. It's the verbal abuse part yeah. that I think you draw the line
2: at. Yeah, I mean that happens every week, and and I hear
3: it every week. That's no good. Albie, Albie made the point. He, he's kicks. He, he has scored goals. For our country, your country, my country is one matches for our country. And people like that should be put on a pedestal, in my view. Should not be booed. It's like Adam Goods. It's like us here at the Adelaide Oval booing the South African cap. Uh, That's ridiculous.
2: Oh, Absolute childish. To a sense, I agree, but then I don't agree. Sergio Ramos, when he goes to Barcelona, do you think they, they cheer him? He's one of the greatest <laughs> players Spain has ever produced. Won World Cups the Euro. They- do you, oh, well done, Sergio you're said, a great player. They're going to boo him, Kevin. Totally different dynamic. Let's of a be different honest club. About it. What's that? Totally I mean, different dynamic. Like, yeah, to it is, in but it's good because our sport's maturing. We're getting yeah, yeah. that passion, but we don't need the abuse. Uh, we can do without the abuse, but if you're trying to put a guy off the game for a boo. So, boot, so you, you're saying it's okay to. I'm saying it's fine.
3: Okay to boo Adam Goods and Dangerfield and all that No, sort I
2: think that Adam Goods, that was a different.
3: Well, let's just say, how come? That
2: turned nasty. That was... Well, that's, uh,
3: that's the point I'm making. That's what happens. It's ridiculous, Fair. Honestly,
2: I can't concede that. So problem, you don't like it? anybody to the boo? Uh, no, I hate it. What do you like? Fairy clap? No, I, don't, I, I, I Honestly, I, I, these
4: guys are going to be rolling the boat in a second. That's good. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm not going like to referee. on like it. well over I don't refereeing. I I'm
0: I'm boo. <laughs> well, my money's on KG on this one. Thank you very much. And only, <laughs> only fight I'll ever win in my life. <laughs> it's the real football show. We do it thanks to CMI Toyota Triple M. One hundred four point seven Triple M for your Saturday morning. It's the real football show for CMI Toyota this morning. It's Val uh, from the advertiser, Albie Kidden KG.
3: Thank you very much, Alex. Uh, let, let's talk about some football news and I thought uh, some comments by Graham Arnold. The uh, the the coach of uh, Sydney FC that he wants to make uh, Sydney FC uh, in the A League like Man United. What do you what do you make of that, boys?
2: Hardy, ha ha! Well, you got to be kidding! <laughs> oh, on. Se- on. Seriously, how can How Gee, can, Alby, how can you say? How can he say a statement? Big like statement, that? big statement. But
4: look, yeah, but he's good, good though. He's got a good setup up there. And he's got an academy. He's got some great training facilities. So he's going in the right direction, but um, it's a (laughs) bit of an overkill to make that comment. Make that comment. He wants to make a like Man United. Man
3: United. bit. good on you, Arnie. Yeah. (laughs) He's not backward and coming forward, is he, Grandma? He he said some things.
2: I think that's one of the dumbest things he said.
3: Is he going to be there next year? Uh, Sorry.
2: That's a a very good question.
3: Where's he going?
4: Well, he's tipped to be taking on the Tasmanian A-League there's a consortium coming yeah, oh, up, and I, that's going to be in two years' time.
3: I saw his press conference with that, and, and he said that 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 has to be the joke of the week. That was his comment. But yeah. b- by Arnie. He said that has to be the joke of the week.
2: I heard uh, he's going to get signed. They uh, the board absolutely adore him.
4: And, and you so know what? What he's see, yeah. done there. Any other any other coach last year? The performances that he put in last year with the team that he had. And he had a decent team. Let's be honest about it. He failed miserably Yeah he did And a lot of other coaches Would have got sacked So Because it's Arne KG All right? He's taken them on And he's got his act together He's he's recruited some great players He's yep. got the strongest squad In the league And they're a threat To win the championship So He's he,
3: not Well they're, they're unbeaten To, to this point You would have sacked him At the end of last year
4: I'm not a great believer in in coaches getting sacked. If you've got the right guy in there, stay with them thick and thin. Mm -hmm. When they have a lean period, stay with them. As long as you've got somebody driving the club that's a good character and knows what they're doing.
3: Fair enough. Now, there's been a lot of talk since you've been away, Albie, about uh, the the expansion of of the A-League. Would you like to see another side from Adelaide into the A-League?
4: Well, we touched on that with this a
3: few weeks ago, and um, it's sort of growing momentum now. My yeah, it is. My problem, KG,
4: is that um, anybody coming in, it's going to be damaging. The crowds are somewhere like fifteen hundred people or two thousand people when when Adelaide City or West Adelaide. You know, I'm a great. I don't. I don't think Adelaide's big enough to to have two teams. See a local derby, Albie. Yeah, I know Kent. I've played in them. I've
3: played big derbies. West Adelaide versus Adelaide City games. They were magnificent. They were. I loved them. I was a West Adelaide man.
4: But what happens when somebody like uh, Newcastle come to Adelaide to play against one of the the teams that's chosen? There'll be a 1,000 people there. It's Mm. bad for the code. It's damaging. You know, what's good for the code is the Melbourne derby tonight. There'll be 40,000 people there. That's where our game's going to go.
2: I disagree. I think we need another team. To, oh. keep, to keep Adelaide United on their toes, for mm-hmm. one. Yep. To give Good more point. players work professionally, open up a new avenue. And you know, in 12 seasons of the A-League, Albie, and this is, uh, I think it's sad, we, we can't name one club that is actually, I mean, in England, who's the Youth Development Factory club? You tell me. Or even Scotland. Who's a club that's noted for bringing... Players through well,
4: Dundee United were always one in Scotland, and Liverpool, um, and Man United. Obviously, look at Ferguson's record, the players that he brought through, and played them in the, the top team and won European Cup competitions.
2: Say Italy, Atalanta, just just to say. Yeah. Australia, who is it? Who who who's the talent factory club? Who's producing the next generation soccerers? Well, I think
4: the the one team Get that they should say is is globally would be Ajax. You know they've got a model. Whereby they bring they bring youngsters into the club as on a conveyor belt and then they sell them, and it which puts monies back into the coffers and that's what their model is.
2: But we're saying you know get rid of a coach, move a coach, do this, do that. But really, getting the the actual foundation. If a foundation of a club isn't any good, you can keep turning coaches over and players over, yeah. which has been happening for twelve seasons, and you're chasing your tail. Isn't it now time that clubs actually? invested heavier in their youth product and not charge these guys to play, which I'm hearing is happening. If if they're the very best players in your state or in your area, like in Melbourne, there's two clubs, you put them on scholarships. You do the same what the Europeans do. You invest in these guys. That isn't happening. This is 12 seasons now, Albert. But the problem
4: is... Is the maintain, you know, to invest time and money into players in an academy and whatnot. You've just mentioned China coming in and the Asian teams coming in that's in a position to offer the players that you've just produced over a six year period to to drop out of your club immediately because a Chinese club come in and give them a a, a big offer. The difference over England and whatnot is when you've got your academy, people are delighted to play for the Liverpools and the Man Citys. So Mm. it's easier over there. We're just very, very in the infancy stages
3: of.
0: We're still growing. Academy. Yeah, we are.
3: we are. Just quickly, guys, uh, talking about the, the the offside goal last night, mm-hmm. other sports we're seeing technology being used, cricket and, 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 and so forth, footy. Does, does soccer need to introduce that or look at introducing that? Definitely.
2: Well, it's in. And I think uh, the first major call was made at the FIFA Club World yep. Cup where yep. a penalty was ruled. Um, the referee didn't pick it up initially, the video was caught up, bang, and I think in another game, an offside call. They were looking at it, and that was uh, Cristiano Ronaldo um, the other night. Looked well, the to goal, be off- line,
4: goal line technology has been used for a while now, and that's been fantastic. <laughs> it
2: looked to be offside, mm. and actually the goal was given. If uh, The A-League's introducing it towards the end of the season. Are they? They're, they're, they're trialling it. And we, we need it, I think, more than the European mm or the South American countries, mm. because I feel sorry for these guys. Our referees are not up to scratch. And, and you, see, you see the EPL week in, week out, Spanish football, the, the French. An assistant would not make a dud call like that. Never, never, ever. And I'm, this assistant will be back out next week, and same with the referee. But you and I'm what? thinking, how can they get that wrong?
4: It was, it, a blatant, it, it, it was close. blatant. It wasn't even close. It wasn't
2: even yeah. close. How can you get that wrong? Okay, and so, these guys will be back next week. So we need technology.
3: Beautiful. We, we finally agree on something. That's fantastic. <laughs> on that on that note, we'll be back shortly. <laughs> well,
4: the best of mates, though. Look. look. Yeah. Jeez. It <laughs> takes,
0: get... takes one thing to get them back together. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> ben Garuccio from Adelaide United and Mark Arun from Fox Sports. They're all up after the news <laughs> right here at Triple M.
3: Triple M's Real football, Real
0: football Show. Oh, what a goal! The biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball.
1: Terrific run and a super finish!
0: With Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm 52 and I'm not growing up or mature.
2: <laughs> and Scottish football superstar,
0: Albie Kidd.
3: The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, welcome back to the second hour of the Real Footy Show with uh, Albie Kid for my Scottish superstar the snorkeling champion of the Maldives, <laughs> the, the suntan kid, you name it. He's everything our big kid this morning. And, of course, from the advertiser, Val Bickley uh, talking all things happening in the, in the wonderful world of real footy. We'll take a quick break, then we're going to dissect uh, the, 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 the game last night between Newcastle and uh, Adelaide United. And the voice said earlier, lack of passion.
0: Ben Garruccio and Mark Rudin still to come as well. Ben will be live just before they get on the plane to fly home. It's the Triple M Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. 104.7 Triple M. The Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer this morning, Albie Kid Val from the Advertiser and KG. Good on you, Alex.
3: And, of course, uh, we'll uh, have a look at the, the game last night. Newcastle uh, defeating Adelaide United 2-1. Let's uh, relive some of the highlights. There weren't too many highlights for Adelaide, but
1: here are the highlights. And Now they've been opened up again here. Great ball. Kloot. Galenkovich backs off. Across to Nabook to finish. The Jets' in-form winger puts Newcastle in front. Adelaide United opened up again, big time. one around to Enrique, who's onside. He goes to ground just outside the area, of the foul. You say yes. He's going to take it, goes for goal. And Duncan can only succeed in punching it into his own net. And they are level, the Reds. Out of nothing, really. What? It's a goalkeeping howler from Jack Duncan. Andrew Hall in loads his face. Times his run. Stays onside. Here is your moment, Andrew Hall! And he strikes the upright. Could have won all three points for the Jets right then and there. Good use of the body. And here they go one more time. End-to-end stuff. To try and avoid the draw and get all three. North Strand, stays down. No! The Newcastle Jets! Right at the death! Back to back wins for them! And the champions are crestfallen! A rather listless performance from them. They must have the alarm bells ringing in Adelaide. Well, alarm
3: bells are ringing in Adelaide. The boys, Albie kid and Val. Uh, Guys, you mentioned earlier the lack of passion in the side. How does that happen in a situation like that when when you, when LB and Val, you both made the point, lack of passion? How, why? Well, look, you could interpret passion
4: in in a few ways, but you know, you look at the body shape of a lot of the players there, they're not really up for it. You know, I'm a great believer that there's got to be a lot of leaders on the part, but last night. You know, hunger is the word if you're, in, if you're sitting right at the bottom of the league, Ken yeah. And we've all been in relegation trouble And, you know, whatever As a player You've got to roll the sleeves up And get really smacked right in about the game And i never seen that, that,
3: um, that, that dynamic there At all how, how how many players would you have given a pass mark to in last night's performance? Albi? I thought
4: the guys that, um, that that would have escaped any scathing from any professional coach would have yeah. been Garuccia, Isaias and and um, Serio.
3: just the three.
4: That's so that would be my my three players um, that I would uh, say were got pass marks. I'm with
2: Albie. Really, <laughs> absolutely correct. See
3: how disappointing is that? It, it is given the situation of where we are at the bottom of the table with the reigning premiers. We're right behind the eight ball, a lack of passion and three players, in, in both of views, got pass marks.
2: We talked about leadership as well before yeah. and uh, definitely it's it's not the same as it was last season. Um, Isaias is always a leader and, and he's been fantastic for mine. I'd like to see him re-sign immediately. Like but, it, like it. Just
4: to come in Val Eugene as well Now I respect Eugene Kalakovic Enormously Incredibly Yes He's a I very agree. good goalkeeper He's a good guy but he's, he's not a great right, club man There's something missing yep. In his makeup.
3: We spoke with him last week And we asked him about his, uh, The um, injury that, that he's Supposedly carrying And he said he's fine But he's not playing Look, yeah.
2: Eugene can Rocca was a leader last year. You know, another guy that we had in the studio last weekend, Bruce Jute, and and for all the criticism he's caught for, it, for, they, for having that drought for twelve months. Yep, his his leadership qualities and I almost forgot about him. Yeah, were, were enormous, and and he he had a big presence, a big personality, and he did a lot to sort of get the team happening as well. And that's it's not there at the moment. Sergio Guardiola hasn't got that. Character, that personality, not not the same as Bruce. Let's
4: go through the areas, lads. You know, you look at the back four, very flat. They're they're playing a very, very flat back four. They're getting caught every time the ball goes. You you break the lines, they're getting caught. Okay, you look at the midfield, they're out of sync. You know, they're not fluent in how they're playing. And I, I I look at the team last night, and I still think it looks like they're still experimenting. Now, now that, that should have been, we're yeah, loving games in here. I think you're
3: on the money there, Albie. Uh, you know, but we did lose a lot of players, at, at Albie, from
2: last year, quality players. So,
4: But we're eleven games in, Ken.
2: Yeah, fair point. <laughs> and just further to that, as soon as that championship trophy was held up on May 1 at Adelaide Oval, that should have been the first day of getting back to work and organising the team for the start of the season.
4: Put the trophy back in the cupboard. Get the, the sleeves rolled up
2: and get in about it. <laughs> in, I, how I saw it looking on the outside, without any disrespect to anybody who works at the club, they fell asleep. They were sleeping on their hands with the team because they lost Bruce or Bruce Gita in July. But Craig Goodwin, massive. Another Huge. leader that I forgot Huge. about. Yep. Another leader. Craig Goodwin, massive. Yep. Mock Steph Mork. The, the two, arguably, the two. Best guys who actually were game changers and led to that championship. Gone. They're talking about players coming in, playing, you know, they miss out on a whole heap of signings. They get them in late. They had a a, a very, very poor preseason. They they did not beat one A-League club. They've only beaten one A-League club the whole since they got back in June. So this has got to be a heavy weight on your shoulders. They lost to Redlands United in the FFA Cup. Okay, the team was under strength, but please, Redlands United of Queensland in the State League, you are the champion. You've gone up there. You've got rolled an extra time. There's another uh, negative. Holland came in late. They lose Bruce Jutte. Sergi Guardiola comes in late. You're thinking, what, what's going on? So, well, hang on Val. On that,
3: see, judging by what you're saying there, you're pointing the finger very much at the coaching staff.
2: Is it the coaching at, staff? Well, I don't was know. It, was it their call?
3: Well, it, surely it, the, they'd be a part of the call. He's the coach. He, he, he would call well, the shots well, more, surely.
2: What I'm saying is that they, they were way behind the eight ball from the very – as soon as that final whistle went in the grand final – for me, they went on holidays for a couple of months, everybody, and, and now they're paying a massive price for it.
4: But contract expiry is just going to come up and bite you in the backside. You know, the contract's going to expire. You should be planning to get players in there, mm. and then you should have number two choice, a number three choice. Mm. And, and that's how you, how you would plan. Now, presumably they've done that, but the, you know, in hindsight, the, the, the choices that they've made have been pretty ordinary.
0: Mm, and they've not go. got a
4: good depth of score. And let's be honest
3: about it.
4: No, and we're all disappointed. We want to see Add United Correct. do well on. Right? We're not sort of bagging them for the hell of it. No. All we want to see what is what we're we'll see. seeing. No, it. what we're expected to see, Ken. Exactly. We've seen right. great teams in the past and it's just not there just now.
3: Exactly right. Okay, coming up very, very shortly, we're gonna to talk to an Adelaide United player who uh we said uh Pulled his, uh, pulled his weight last night. Ben Gariccio, that's coming up very, very
0: shortly. We're going to get him on the phone next. For CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, the real football show for your Saturday morning, Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. It is the Real Football Show. We're doing it thanks to c my, Toyota this morning. We've got KG Val and LBQ. Thank you, Alex. And, of course, as we've been talking this morning, uh,
3: disappointing performance last night. Uh, Adelaide United going down 2-1 to Newcastle. But a man or a player who can hold his head high, who performed pretty well last night, is on the line in Sydney. And I'll refer to young Ben Garuccio. Ben, thanks for your time.
5: No worries, guys. How are you?
3: Yeah, good, thank you. Ben, no doubt disappointed uh, were we disappointed that we allowed so many chances for Newcastle in stoppage time?
5: Yeah, that's obviously the disappointing part. Um, obviously, it's one all, and at the moment, draws aren't really good enough for us. So we're, we're looking to push on for the win. But at the same time, we have to make sure we're still defensively sound. Um, and obviously, it's not normal to concede that many one-on-ones in the last few minutes, which is something we're going to go back to the drawing board again and, and improve on that.
4: Benny, it's, uh, I'll be kidding to uh, Looking at the... Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear what was in the in the dressing room afterwards. It would have been huge disappointment, obviously. You know, when you lose the game in, in, in the fashion that you did last night, it's not good. But, you know, I'm interested to hear, was it actually the instruction of uh, the coach to push on for the winner with something like three or four minutes to go?
5: Yeah, there wasn't really an instruction from the bench. I think it's more so just the feeling in the boys at the moment that, Obviously, it's going over to new cars. when it's a game that we think we can win every day of the week um, and that we should win every day of the week because you look at the stats after the game where we've got 65% of the possession, yeah, we end up losing the game. So it's sort of the story of the season so far with that. But obviously, we're looking to push on for the win. um, And yeah, when you're doing that, you have to make sure that that you're not making any mistakes and and forcing easy turnovers um, with things like that. So yeah, it's just one of those things. It's obviously always a risk. Um, we ran the risk last night, and unfortunately, we we paid the price.
4: I guess uh, you know from a football perspective, um, Ben, to get a draw away from home, any place in the, on the globe is uh, is probably a good result uh, away from home. But um, y- was there anything mentioned about you know from the coaching staff, or maybe you should have just dug our heels in there, shut up shop, and uh, took a point away from from home?
5: Yeah, of course. Now after we've lost, hindsight. That. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely better to look at. But when you're out there, I feel like even in uh, in Sydney against Sydney FC, you're versing the top side and we were drawing. Um, I wasn't happy with the draw, I wanted to win. So I think in this league, especially any team, you can, you can beat them um, away from home. Yeah, looking at it now, definitely a draw would have been better than zero points. But that's just one of those things that, yeah, we're chasing the pack and we need three points.
2: The sad thing is, Ben, now every team's looking at Adelaide as the team to beat, or easy to beat, or easy beats, which is not good at the moment. You've got, a, obviously, Sydney FC on, on Boxing Day. But, you know, the, the call as well leading to the goal, um, offside. You're not you're really not getting the good calls. What did you think of that? Yeah, that's,
5: again, as I said, the story of season so far, it's just, it feels like to score goals at the moment, it's going to take you know some something of a miracle, and to concede them, it's going to take something really really small. Um, which is yeah, it's not a good feeling when you're out in the park. You want to be confident that that you're not going to be conceding goals and you're going to be scoring plenty. But yeah, unfortunately, right now it's it, it's not like that too much. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was offside. I've seen it. It was, it was clearly offside and disappointing. But. At the same time, they had probably two other clear-cut yep. chances that they should have scored before that. So mm. you can ride your luck once or twice. The third time, it's actually going to bite you.
2: I'm not sure if uh, you're you're on social media or read Adelaide United's Facebook site, but you're, you're, the team's getting absolutely cane. And, and one of the main things that they're saying is disinterested, lacking passion, no urgency, all that sort of stuff. What, what's the story? How do you see it?
5: It's just hard, obviously, when you're not winning games. So of course, people are going to be saying that. Um, I definitely don't think it's that. Um, and I know that, you know, sometimes there are cases of you you win it and then the next year the the, passion, the passion's gone um, to do it again. But I definitely don't think it's that because you can see the way the boys are hurting after the game. Um, if they didn't care about the shirt or the badge, then then they wouldn't be caring the way they do. And, and especially for me, like, you know, I was, I was straight in after the game last night, which is, you know, bad sportsmanship, and and you should you should stick around even when you're angry to say what well to the other team and also your teammates and and the travelling fans. But I was just yeah, absolutely gutted. Um, so yeah, it
3: just...
4: Ben. Sorry, Ben. You're near enough in the same they're position coming, as what?
5: They're just not coming. Nice.
4: Dropped out for a second there, Ben. But uh, looking at last year's uh, situation, how you done it last year? You know, you're near enough in the same position there. Are you, are, you, are you just keeping everybody under suspense here that you're going to do the same?
5: And yeah, look, obviously we'd love to do the same. Um, and, and honestly, I know it sounds stupid probably right now, but it literally just takes, you know, two or three wins in a row and, and you find yourself back on the on the edge of the six there. Like, you've seen how, how tight it is. Um, Obviously, we need to keep in touching distance. That's an important thing for us. But yeah, two or three wins, and, and it's amazing where you find yourself in this league.
4: Well, another um, sixteen so games left, Ben. So you've got, you know, forty-eight points here up for grabs. So uh, we're hoping for a, a big improvement there, I guess.
5: Of course, yeah, one hundred percent. That's what we're hoping for.
2: Ben, just the the situation with uh, Guillemot Moore, and obviously, you know, he he hasn't said what he's doing in next season. You know he he he's only worried about what he's doing obviously right now and tomorrow and next week is that a distraction for for the team and knowing that so many players are off contract their futures uncertain perhaps is is that played into the mindset of any of the boys?
5: Um, I don't really think so too much. I think it can also be a distraction when you're discussing contracts um, during the season as well, so that's something that can be. A bit of a distraction sometimes, so um, yeah, I don't really think that that's been too much of a distraction,
4: Ben. I guess looking at the team last night, um, you know, it was unfortunate. I just thought that there was a lot of players playing below par, you know, and uh, you know, the three players that we did pick, uh, was yourself, Isaiah, and um, uh. Serio that uh, that had a decent game as well, but everybody seemed to be a bit under par last night. Was and, and and I guess that can be translated into passion or whatever. But what was there was something missing last night, last uh, Ben. Yeah,
5: it's probably a lot to do with confidence, to be honest. Um, but that's that's a massive part of football, and, and once you once you do get you know one or two wins on the board, it's amazing to see yeah. um, how your confidence lifts, not just individually, but as a team, um, you start to believe a little bit more, you start to run for each other, fight for each other, win balls for each other, and, and things start to go your way a little bit, so I think, yeah, it, it's just very hard to put a finger on it at the moment, but I think confidence has got a lot to do with it now, um, it's very hard coming off a 4-0 loss, and it was a very short turnaround for us, um, so to a waitress, we literally got back on Monday, and then we were back on a plane on Thursday, so... We are professional athletes, and that's what we get paid to do. But at the same time, it's never easy with a short turnaround um, coming for of 4 0 lots.
2: So, what's what's the plan for this week? How how are you going to wrong the uh, or right the wrongs? And what do you think? Sh- what do you think personally should be worked on in in your own opinion?
5: Um, well, I just think it's not it's not normal how open we were at some stages last night, even for their first goal. Like literally, just one pass straight through us, um, and they're in on goal. Like. That, that never ever happens with us. Um, where we're passing straight through someone's line wearing on golf. So that's something we have to we have to work on, tighten up, uh, fix up where, where our line is, whether we're too high or too low. Um, I think that's something that we definitely need to address. Um, and football wise, I just think we need to keep going. Like we've got we've got the players for You saw, you know, uh Syria last night back in the team here yep. very positive, nearly scored within the first two minutes. So we've definitely got the players there. We've got the quality um, and it's just Something has to give, um, so yeah, we've definitely
3: got goals now. Well, Ben, we appreciate your time. Disappointing last night. Let's hope we can get uh, our act together and uh, get back into the ballpark. We appreciate your time, Ben. Have a good trip home, mate.
5: Thank you very much. Thanks, guys.
3: Ben Garicio. <laughs> Gee, he handled himself uh, very, very well in, in difficult times, tough questions, and I think the the last point he made, Syria. As I said to you guys earlier in the program, uh, not having him since round two has hurt Adelaide United enormously.
2: He's, he's another guy that I should say is a leader. He's only, uh, what, 21 years old, and I think he's come into the club and he's got this presence, and we need more of him, more of people like Iza to step up.
4: He's always, all, every, all the games from the start of the season, he's always had a contribution in the game, got it sure, he's, he's there, he's up the park, He's uh, he, he swings some great crosses, And very, very similar to uh, Jameson that was there um, previously, but, Yes, uh, very, very good player, and I think he's got a good future at Adelaide.
3: Okay, still to come on the Real, F- Real Footy Show. Real Footy Show. Uh, you know. right, right up until 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark <laughs> Rudin from Fox Sports
0: very shortly. Stay with us, folks. Good job, KG. We're doing it for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. It's not a great-looking Saturday, but get through it with the Real Football Show right here at Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. It is the real football show for CMI Toyota this morning. Albie kid, Scottish Premier League superstar. Val Miliaccio from the Advertiser wearing his beautiful pink shirt and KG. <laughs> Val Miliaccio.
3: Well done, Alex.
0: Hey, guys,
3: what about uh, the rumour going around, Val and, and Albie, that we might see Brazil playing Argentina at the MCG? Now, Ooh. is that... Is that a possibility or was it just a rumour?
2: Considering who wrote it, Ray Gat from the Australian, I don't think it's a rumour. I think uh, Gat pretty good. He's, so when, the money.
3: If, in, in fact, that does happen, when's it likely to happen?
2: June? It'll be it'll be in June after uh, the Socceroos play Saudi Arabia here at Adelaide Open. How good's that going to be Fantastic. too? Fantastic. And hopefully we won't be in a real precarious sort of position by then. We've got two games before that. And then... They'll play the Argentina game. This is what I'm led to believe. Argentina-Brazil. And then Australia will play a friendly, either Argentina or Brazil, and then take off for the Confederations Cup in Russia.
3: What what size crowd at the MCG? Brazil versus Argentina. Well, well if,
2: if, if you get players like Neymar and obviously uh, Argentina, I mean, uh, Messi. Messi, Messi, Gonzalo Tevez. Higuain, or well, Tevez. Tevez is on the outer at the moment. But you get those type of players. It, it has to be a sellout. 100,000. It 100, it's not the game
0: first time they've played this game, Brazil Argentina, on neutral soil. So it is achievable. This could happen.
2: Yeah. Good,
4: Good World Cup preparation as well. If uh, Ange manage, manages to get a game against uh, a big
2: gun like that with
4: Brazil or Argentina. you got to be
2: careful, though. Because remember, Pim, not Pim, Holger, what he did before Ange came in. We'll take on the two best countries in the world or in the top <laughs> Who got five. Battered. Brazil, bang, 6 0. Oh, let's yeah. take on France the week yeah. after. Bang, 6 0. That was the end of the job, and you don't want that to happen. <laughs> could we
3: increase your confidence It's really good, don't That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, next, the way we're, we're, we're looking at it, next year could be a huge year for soccer. Like the, the game here at Adelaide Oval, that'll be an absolute cracking uh, time for the Adelaide people.
2: Yeah, That's- absolutely, and we need more. We need more of these type of games, I think, for Adelaide, uh, more Socceroos matches. They're even talking about maybe the Matildas being a double header. and I spoke Wouldn't to that Leon, be sensational? Leon Bignor, the SA Sports Minister, yep. about it. And he's all for it. And uh, it'll be fantastic because the Matildas haven't been here since uh, 2006 when they played at the Asian Cup here at Hindmarsh Stadium. And I mean, women's sport, as you know, KG is, is growing enormously, growing... and, 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 so. and, and about time. Oh, I, and about time. I
3: totally agree with you, value. It's mean, fa- like the women's footy league. Uh,
2: you know, it's fantastic. I mean, last night on Channel Ten News, what did I see? Like a, a report on on the women's footy league. The Crows were training. We'd never see that before. Never, ever. never, ever.
3: Look, never, I think ever. it's fantastic. I, I can't wait to be. To, to be quite frank, be absolutely sen- uh, sensational stuff.
2: And and staying on that, Adelaide United are playing a game. Uh, Angle Park tonight against Perth, glory. It's a good game to go watch, 7.30. 7.30, okay, we'll get down there and watch it. Okay, this is the, the
3: Real Footy Show with the Albie Kid and also Val Migliaccio. Did I get it right? You did great. Um, Migliaccio. Migliaccio, um, got it right. Coming up very, very shortly, we're going to talk to Mark
0: Rudin from Fox Sports. Stay with us, folks. 104.7 Triple M. It's the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. Good on to you, Alex. Uh, a topic which is close to
3: my heart is uh, what some sports people are earning these days. We're, we're seeing just AFL football quickly. There's talk of uh, players going on strike if they don't get uh, a bit more share of the of the pie financially. They're, they're talking about striking. But I was reading a story the other day. Is it true that Messi earns £400,000 A week—that's just his pay. Four hundred
2: thousand pounds a week. That couldn't be true. According to the Daily Mail, it's not true. It's not true. (laughs) He gets three (laughs) hundred (laughs) and sixty-five thousand pounds.
0: Just—he's being cheated. He's being cheated, and most of that's offshore accounts where he's
2: not paying tax (laughs) on as well. Obviously, that's without endorsements. That 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 would be his salary. Salary, yeah. But incredibly, overnight, uh, Oscar. The, the Chelsea player the yep, brazilian yep. chelsea player he's yep. he's about to be signed or i think he's already put pen to paper with shanghai sipg how this, much this is where port adelaide's going right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah good point yeah 400,000 pounds a week which is what in australian <laughs> dollars he's now the highest paid player in world soccer but the, but that's ridiculous what's that, what's that in uh, dollars oh, 700 geez. grand a week nearly 800. nearly 800,000 yeah. pounds it's quite incredible
3: that eight hundred thousand dollars yeah. a week a week now is that ridiculous? It is. It's a lot of money, but <laughs> if it's in your class, Elby. if <laughs> they can get it, why not? Oh look, I, I don't blame the players. Good luck to them, but to me, it's out of control.
2: It is out of control. It is way out of control, and you get like uh, clubs in the A There There is no way. Any club in Australia could get a player like that. Oscar now. Even even a Wayne Rooney at Manchester United, two hundred and sixty thousand pounds per week. Per week. Which Australian club? And Wayne Rooney is is on the down, down now. Yeah. I mean, what is he now? Thirty two, thirty three. Been a great player though. Which Australian club can come anywhere close to even giving what he's been used to at Manchester United at the end of his career? Nobody. He'll end up in the MLS if he's going to go in
3: So wh- yeah. what would
2: the, the the average A-League player earn here? I think it's about $120,000. That's the average wage. The, that's for a season? Yeah. That's you, that's average, well, but you've I got...
3: I would have thought it would be, would be higher than that, $120,000. No, I mean, like,
2: you've got to level it out between there's obviously the minimum wage player, yep, 50000 yep, yep. and then you get the obviously, marquees, obviously. Uh, the marquee, Timmy Kale, 300000 Butisha. But Isha, I think, is on eight hundred mm. thousand. So, so but that's only one week's pay for Oscar of uh, Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, twenty that, twenty million. It, that's rude, yeah. really. It's actually. That's it's rude. It's obscene. China has been offering a lot of money. Dollars. Yeah. It, okay. Surely, this has to stop, though, in world football because. It's going to create this massive divide. I agree
3: totally. But where does the money come from? Uh, who who can who can possibly afford
2: to pay that sort of um, payments? Well, I understand. Well, it's investors obviously in in Shanghai Sipg, and you got Shanghai Sen- Shenhua playing Graziano Pelle from Italy, something like two hundred fifty thousand pounds. And I've also heard in China the government's involved. Yep. Because the game is so big that they want their game to be the game of the world say so the world does business with China.
4: Television rates, well kicks in there?
2: Obviously. Big big yeah, dollars. Obviously. But I mean with, with with Oscar, you're looking at fifty thousand fifty seven thousand one hundred and forty three dollars a day. <laughs> well, well hang on, so 57, 57143 dollars a day. A day. And for the amount of time <laughs> that we spend on the other reckon, thirty nine pounds per minute, that's about seventy eight dollars per minute. So we spent about five minutes. <laughs> we've, we've talked. We've talked three hundred what fifty dollars worth of Oscar. Now, Albie, Can I be rude? It's a lot of yeah. shirts you need to sell.
0: What
3: What, what did you earn in, in your heyday? Well, I would earn one or three a week. <laughs> Actually what was it like what was it like? Yeah, what was, wages was? Yeah, yeah, what, what what was it like?
4: Look, I guess it was always a good living because you got signing on fees, etc. Yeah. But um looking at a good way to explain it would be if an electrician was earning a hundred pound a week, yeah, I would be earning three hundred pound a week. That so would be a good gauge a good, in Scotland. So three yeah. times more.
2: Three and, times. And more. hence we had guys like Cernus play here for West Adelaide back in nineteen seventy there would be, and he was at the peak, he was just coming up. There yep. would be no way in the world that the A leg would be able to attract any player of that no. caliber yeah. right now to come for a loan stint. There's no way. So, obviously, back in the 70s, we we're on a sort of par with payment. Australian football, that is. And I heard in, in the 60s, we were. Well, give me back we to the 80s, by the, actual... the way. Pardon? You know,
4: we went too early. That's the 80s. <laughs>
2: No, I'm I saying
4: play. soonest. No, I'm saying soonest. <laughs> soonest. But really, look, t- 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 it's a good point, this, because the Aberdeens of this world that was coached by Alex Ferguson, the great Alex Ferguson at that yeah. time, he would have been paying these players probably no any more than probably 50, 100 pounds better than what I was getting paid. The Celtic and Rangers guys, slightly more, right? More so Rangers than, than Celtic. But that's that was the wage uh, structure at that time,
3: for sure. Um, it's blown up. Well, it's ridiculous. That, 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 $57,000 $57, a day. That is Pounds. Uh, 57000 pounds a day. 100 grand a day. That is ridiculous, honestly. That, that's absurd. Absolute. Not bad for
2: kicking the
3: ball. I'm kicking the ball. Oh, you should send your resume. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, gee whiz. Messy.
0: 365000 Oh, Chicken feet Good if you can get it yep. Skinny Good stuff going on real Alex football show Thanks to CMI Toyota Triple M 104.7 Triple M, it is the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. And we should say, guys, last real football show for the year. Yes. We're not on for the next two weeks, whilst everyone enjoys their Chrissy and New Year's, but we are back in January for the rest of the A-League season. Okay, talking,
3: talking real footy. Now, talking real footy, uh, Albie, your uh, your coaching today. Uh, is it Adelaide Olympic, your team? Adelaide Olympic, uh,
4: our team's playing Metro Stars in a friendly game. Can you win?
1: Uh, will you win? Yeah, you can't I win, think so. you win? I think
4: the boys are just uh, planning the 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 team just now. Branko Molosevic and Derek Hall as the coaches there. So um, yeah. So what role do you play? Yeah, uh, I'm the technical director and the the Great White Hope of the North. I think. So <laughs> so, so
3: being the technical director, <laughs> what what does that encompass? Um, what, what do you actually do? In other words, yeah, I oversee. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I hear what you're saying. I oversee the
4: the coaching drills, the uh, the, the regime that we roll out. Um, you get involved with the signing of the players, the shape of the team, uh, the the general running of the club through the juniors and development, etc.
3: Yeah, it's a big role. It is. That is. so who, who filled in? Your, filled in for you while you're oversnorting <laughs> the Maldives? <laughs> it's got you there, mate. He has <laughs> He likes that Maldives, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, i Haven't
4: been there. No, no. The, the, I left. The, we've got a matrix management there, Ken. So no hi- hierarchy. So uh, you know, we have got the, got the guys there that uh, the coaches that run the club
3: when I'm in the Maldives <laughs> snorkeling. So, in other words, you're not indispensable. That's correct. <laughs> Is there anybody indispensable? Exactly
4: right.
2: Where are you playing this match? It's at Ferriby Park. Oh, you're playing at the actual your home ground. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it too early for pre-season? No, no, the teams are starting to play
4: games now. I believe Barcala's had uh Ditz's team. He's um they've had a couple of friendlies now, so we're we're starting that have process you, now. Have you got
2: the fixtures out?
4: Are they out yet? I think I believe they are, but I'm just back from the oh, road really? drives. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you will know I haven't I haven't seen any fixtures, that's all. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, I think we played Azuri. Uh, Actually, sorry. Dits, Dits, Azuri? Blue Eagles. That was the wrong no, name. I call
2: them Azuri's,
3: right? Azuri, right? Palace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, oh Ditch loves his big doesn't he? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's he, he, he is he is a soft he's a no, number one ticket holder at West Brom. He's <laughs> 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 Sir Chris Ditmar. Oh, Ditz. Uh, I hope his uh, his wife was involved in an accident during the week. So yeah. Yeah, if, if you're listening, Dits and his lovely wife, mm. I hope you're uh, you're okay. Absolutely. Much love from all of us. Yeah, exactly
0: yep. right. Okay, well, gentlemen, thank you for the last few weeks. Enjoy your Christmases. Have a good New Year's. All the Thanks, best. Thanks, Alex. To you Cheers, hope United get some wins. The Real Football Show will return. Next year in January, Jan 7, we're
3: back in believe You'll be on it. I I will be. I can't believe I've had the pleasure of working with a a Scottish
2: legend. Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota. SA's number one Toyota dealer.